Each and every week, we jump in here with one of our favorite segments. We gives you the opportunity to be able to look at the news cycle through the eyes of a professional news producer, right. former Fox News producer, Newsmax, MLB, and the current producer of The Absolute Truth with Emerald Robinson, Brianna Morello. Yay! We survived Every, another week under the Biden regime, guys. Congratulations. Uh, we did. Everybody's <laughs> fired up. Even little Mike's fired up because because your your uh, outfit's matching his shirt, True. which matches the logo behind. He coordinated to, to fit in with your branding. Yep. It is amazing. Everybody's everybody's lined Fabulous. up. This is great. This is going to be big. Get rid of the machines. <laughs> great stuff. Uh, oh, happening. it's an exciting time. Okay, so when you were on the show last week, we were talking about your Twitter hitting 100,000. You surpassed that. 103,000 yeah. last time I looked. That is so exciting. <laughs> well, thank you. That was, that was you guys definitely helped me on that one. Um, you, you know, when I started the show, I think we were around about 64,000 on Twitter. So now that I I've seen so. Yeah, the 100,000 mark, I've, I've got to give you guys credit because that's the only thing that's really changed since uh, <laughs> Well, since, dang, since that's this. exciting. Well, what, what it's good no is pressure. we're, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. drawing people because you know, some people are like, I don't want to be on Twitter and it's deep state and all this kind of stuff. And like, yeah, it's, it's full of bots and it has all kinds of things. But you have to stay in the arena sharing good ideas with people because, you know. Where else are they going to hear them? Some some people are just evil. You know, there's that there's that component. Yeah. But there's a lot of, of of people that are just misguided, yep. misinformed. And, and, and sort of like their their guns are sort of just pointed in the wrong direction. And if you're not there sharing good ideas, they're not going to hear them from anyone else in these right. echo chambers that they live in. They're yeah. not going to hear it. And one thing that is for sure, conservatives take in a lot more liberal content than what the left takes in of conservative content, if nothing else, just because 96% of all media outlets are controlled by the left. And so when you're walking through the airport, you're picking up in the ma gym. magazines, or you go to a movie, or you just watch a television commercial, there's going to be a political agenda jammed down your throat from the left. So we're kind of used to that. But in that space, they don't hear. They don't hear conservative ideas. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you bring to the table over there and kind of, you know, shake it up a little bit. Yeah, she's Daniel in the lion's den. Yep. <laughs> well, I try. I try. No, it's super important because, you know, they, they kick conservatives out of Twitter for a reason. They don't want you spreading your ideas. They don't want you talking logic into people. And they want to continue to divide this nation. And so uh, you, you got to kind of say what you got to say and, and yep. stay in there. So uh, right. I know people might disagree with it, but, you know, we've got to do what we've got to do. Well, that is tr exactly truth right. is contagious. And let's jump, is. jump into one. And one yeah. thing that you do is is you you sort of draw out, magnify and then smash victimhood yes. like, like you have a you can you can spot victimhood a mile away and while we're on that subject let's just jump right into uh aoc oh my gosh um <laughs> there's there's nothing the left does better than when it comes to political campaigns when it comes to a, an article a story anything than making themselves the point and becoming a victim um basically she had a new york new york post article uh says aoc predicts that she won't be president and there's only one reason there, yeah, now, only. now if i was going to say David Whited is not going to be in the NBA. Right. I could list a lot of reasons. There's not just one reason. It could say my height, overall athleticism, drive, desire, age. care, height, <laughs> age would be. A, there's a lot of reasons why I might not be in the NBA. And, and you know what? There's a lot more NBA players than there are presidents of the United States. So it's an mm -hmm. even more elite position. But there is only one reason that she would not be the president of the United States. And it's because Americans as a whole Everybody knows this clearly. Americans hate women. Oh my god! Which I don't know how that is because a lot of Americans are women, but yeah. somehow that makes sense in, in her mind. So this is a New York Post article. She's doing this interview 
as a cover story of GQ magazine. She went from bartender. She was a woman then. She didn't transition yeah, no, or anything. She's always that. been a woman. Um, <laughs> she, she she went from a bartender to one of the most powerful positions, highest paid positions, living in one of the most expensive cities, flourishing uh, in our country, leading the new cycle. She's on the cover of GQ magazine, but still was able to dig through all of that rubble and find one little way to be a victim, which is phenomenal. I love what you said, though. Your response was absolutely hilarious. Americans don't hate all women. We just hate the communist socialist ones. So tell us about this. <laughs> I mean, duh. Listen, she's going to always be, she's like a forever victim. There's always going to be a moment where she's like, can't explain herself very well. And she's going to blame it on some systematic issue. She's just a systematic moron. I mean, there's no other yeah. way to describe it. The woman isn't intelligent. She doesn't go on other shows and do interviews because she knows she's not that bright. She mm -hmm. can't defend her views. And, and so when it comes to her being president one day, she'll never be president one day. Why? Be because you know why? She's not very smart. She mm -hmm. doesn't understand. I don't think she authentically understands the fact that her views have come from um, other countries that have failed, like right. communist views, these so democratic socialism, whatever they're trying to sell it as. It, it, it's all failed. Yeah. Um, but she thinks if you do it in good spirit and you do it because you want equity, well, everything will just resolve itself. No, mm. AOC. And that crying face, that was peak um, at the, the uh, Democratic National Convention. Someone <laughs> photoshopped her into it because they were all embarrassments. And gosh, this, this image still doesn't. I, I still love it every time I see it. I know. It I, makes I me laugh. It's on, your, uh, it's on your Twitter account. And I always laugh every time I see it. It's I didn't know if you're going to change it after Labor Day because she has the full white pants yeah. suit on or not, if yeah. that is what the etiquette is on that. Uh, you had a comment on there, a guy named The Sandman, too. I think he started a new account. Um, this is a longtime Twitter user that's yeah. re rebuilding from scratch, his reply was, as AOC has it all wrong, we just prefer her as a bartender over her politics, which isn't even a a, a real slam. It's like she was probably a really good bartender, you know, compared probably. to how she is yeah. uh, as a politician and an economist. I, I bartend and I worked as a waitress, so there's no excuse for her, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's always like, oh, the bartender. Don't worry. It's not offensive. She was a bartender who's, who's probably just not very good at it. She probably guilted every guy who was drunk and trying to flirt with her a little bit. In, into some sad victimhood story. Uh, so she probably wasn't even a good time as a bartender. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't I don't feel bad for her. Um, it's just, it's so frustrating. Listen, it's one thing if you're really a victim situation that I do want to hear your story. But her, mm -hmm. she she's just a victim of her own stupidity at this point. Man, that's really good. All right, moving along. Right. We, got, we got more, more earth to scorch yep. here. Let's talk more about Democrats. Democrats have a great way of using words to manipulate messaging. For this an example, so it's not MAGA voters, it's MAGA Republicans, because they're attempting to guilt people out of voting Republican. I would like to suggest using communist Democrats whenever referring to Dems. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's this whole branding thing that's going on right now. And we saw it last week when Joe Biden gave his speech. Yep. Um, he was obviously trying to make us all like we're evil and that people can't like should never listen to our messaging because it's evil our messaging. So what he's doing is he's adding MAGA in front of Republicans, because when you see the Republican, you know, wording on your ballot, he's thinking maybe I'll guilt people into not voting Republican because of this. Um, that now this week, you know, we see Steve Bannon being indicted. We see what they're doing, the DOJ is doing to President Trump yet again. I also got a push notification on my phone about General Michael Flynn being a Christian nationalist, whatever that means these days. I, I don't even understand. It's like a new term that we just started using. But I got that push notification just yesterday. It seems like they are ramping up to go after the right. And mm -hmm. so we need to be aware they are changing their language. 
They are, are clearly trying to attack some of our, our greatest uh, leaders in the conservative movement. And so we need to be able to combat it. So we've got to change yep. the language as well as they do. Um, mm-hmm. So anytime you say Democrat, just say you're a communist Democrat. Uh, communism is evil. Everyone knows it's evil who, who studied basic yeah. you know, history in class. And so we need to guilt we need to guilt people out of voting Democratic because that's exactly what you're supporting when you vote for Democrats or supporting a communist failed ideology. The, well, the opposite of a Christian nationalist would be a satanic globalist. And so wow. I, I think yeah. you, you probably need to choose, you know, which one that you like or don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I like about your yeah. Twitter feed, if you're just listening, on, if you're on the radio listening or you're on uh, Apple or somewhere, you can't see the screen. You got to go to Twitter, go to at uh, Brianna Morello, B-R-E-A-N-N-A. M-O-R-E-L-L-L. I know it's a lot. It, it'd be easier if it was like Kim Smith or something else. But but this is this is what we got to work with. This is what our mama called her. And there's a lot of letters and you got to like just, you know, be great. Yeah. Uh, but it's at Brianna Morello. The link is down below. Um, but you come up with a lot of original content. Yes, you don't just, you, you know, do. retweet what's going out. You take what's going on in the world and you mm-hmm. you you capture big things and in, in you're, you're punchy in these like 140 character spaces. Let's hit this next this one This is here. my favorite one he's getting ready to read. This is this is uh, Twitter gold right here. It is. And I love this because I actually I actually hate Twitter, so it's just it's such a funny place <laughs> that, that we find ourselves. All right, calling seventy four thousand two hundred. No, seventy four million. Seventy four million. That's a big number. That's a big. Seventy four million two hundred twenty four thousand three hundred nineteen <laughs> Americans fascists because they voted for your opponent. Sounds like strong political strategy heading into the midterms. That's right. Who's Joe Biden's speechwriters? Antifa. Oh, that's so good. It's it's like. <laughs> You just make the obvious so clear. I mean, it's so obvious. He's just so divisive. I've never, I don't even know if we've really had a president in my lifetime who's used the term fascist repeatedly over and over again and used the language that he uses. He's probably one of the most hateful presidents in my lifetime uh, or in this country's lifetime as a whole. He's just such a negative, nasty man. And mm-hmm. you think with a person like him who's gotten away with as much corruption as his family has, He'd be a little bit happier. I mean, you built your wealth off of being an evil man and you've gotten away with it. How about you be a little bit more nicer about it? But no, no, no. He's miserable. His wife doesn't respect him. His kids hate him. They call him a pedophile. He lives a very miserable life. And, and you know what? I'm just, at this point, I'm over it. Uh, Mm -hmm. 74 plus million Americans voted for Donald J. Trump. And um, that is an incredible figure. So you're not going to single us out and guilt us for voting Republican and, Mm -hmm. and, voting for and supporting these MAGA beliefs. Right. We believe in putting this country first and under the Biden administration, he's done everything but put our country first. Man, that is exactly right. That's All exactly right. right. Okay, final this thing. Is this is a big, is a big week. week. You, you sort of gave birth this yeah. week. Yes, you, you gave, did. You gave birth to, the, to, a, to a new product. <laughs> That's a, right. A, a new little gift gift to the brains of yep. the world out there. Substack, you said, I resigned from Fox Corp after I was informed that they were complying that they were complying with the illegal private sector vaccine mandate. Fox Corp threatened to put me on unpaid leave for being unvaccinated. Tonight, I tell my story. Dun, 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 dun. This is That's huge. You have a sub stack that just came out this last like, couple days. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to start posting things, you know, like analyzing certain media stories and, and kind of preparing people for the angles on stories. You know, I used to be on editorial calls and they were awful. And it's kind of how uh, the executives tell the producers how to spin stuff. So uh, I remember how those calls went and they weren't, they weren't my favorite. It's, it's the reason why I'm no longer in corporate media, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm going to try my best to prepare everyone and kind of tell people how those calls and how the spinning kind of works and give you a little bit of insight. 
For an example, um, during the pandemic, uh, from the very beginning, I I actually had four news jobs, guys. And I did this because I wanted to bounce around and get more money. So a lot of local news stations will try to sign you to a contract, but it's because they're not paying you the top dollar and they need to do better. So I kept just pitting everyone up against each other. So I worked at, in a span of six months, two local news stations. And it was right when the, the pandemic began. Okay. And I'm sitting in one of the meetings and one of the anchors walks in for this, this Sinclair station that I was at. And he goes, before we knew anything, we're going to scare the crap out of our audience today. And we are going to, and he's talking about all the dramatic angles he's going to do while covering wow. the story, how he's going to walk over to this set, this part of the set and how he wants the angles of the camera to be. And he's coming up with the most dramatic, um, the, the most dramatic visuals possible. And we knew nothing about the virus. This was at the time where we didn't even really have any positive cases here in the state of Florida. And I think a couple maybe throughout the country. So, um, Stuff like that, I think, is super important to let yep. people know when you should realize that mm, they're trying to fear monger. There's really not much mm-hmm. there, or it might not be much. Just be prepared that this could be fear mongering. That's kind of what I want to do with my Substack page. I love it, and it kind of cut through all that, that stuff. Is so good, you know, because you know, yeah. Again, you get people riled up. We, we use the term like uh, a lot of these outlets like to engage you so they can en- enrage you so they can engage you. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. that's exactly kind of of what happens. You know, you got a lot of support on this. I mean, right out of the gate, I mean, got obviously Emerald and uh, she has a, you know, a great sub stack and, and you're doing work with her um, on screen now um, from Florida representative Anthony uh, Sabatini uh, retweeted this out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got thousands and thousands of, of views and retweets and looks and likes on, on, on this. Um, people then are, it, it crashed. So it, you broke your silence and then the website crashed. How did that happen? So at first I thought it was just me and I was like, Oh, they got me. But then I found out that it was other people's substacks as well. So I was like, okay, so it's just this, the website that's tripping out a little bit. But um, our great friends over at Citizen Free Press reposted the story. And moments after they did, it it it, it collapsed the website. So I was like, hmm. Oh. All, of, all of our friends over at Citizen Free Press, they're all clicking on the story. Maybe they crashed it. But we don't know what happened. It, it took a couple of minutes, maybe 20 minutes, I think. But it finally went back up, thankfully. But uh, I was worried. I was worried that they were trying to censor us. It looks like they weren't, though. It looks like this was just uh, just a normal crashing of a website. Man, it was because you had so many people clicking on it. They couldn't wait Hopefully. to read it. It was, it was overwhelmed <laughs> their overwhelmed servers. Overwhelmed the system. Overwhelmed their servers with all the all the yeah. new traffic. I love it. Citizen Free Press, that's a great outlet for people to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we could work that into this set each week of like just – Places you get your news, mm-hmm. you know, would, would be a great, yes. you know, segment. Maybe we can jump into that a little bit next week as we yeah. go through your, your Twitter feed and, and uh, look who, you know, who's falling up, who's receiving your wrath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for this yeah. week. Exactly. A- AOC got torched this week, which is good. Everybody loves that. <laughs> that that never gets old. Nope. She is the gift that keeps never. giving uh, when it comes <laughs> to talking to about this kind of stuff. Brianna, so thank fabulous. you so much it. for joining us. We really appreciate it. Man, it feels good to be home. I know it was such a great trip. It just feels like we forgot something. What did we forget? The pillows. The pillows! We forgot them on the bed! Oh no! Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. What are you doing, Avery? I'm working on refuting a strike we got on YouTube. Ah, what a bunch of communists. I know. I think we should order some pillows that we left. 
smart. I think so. If you go to mypillow.com forward slash flyover, you're gonna get them for, I think they're right now $19.98. What a great deal. I know, it's incredible. So make sure you get Dad. I think his favorite is the medium. Okay. Yours is the medium as well, right? Yes. And mine is the least firm. Okay. So, and then while we're in here, can I get some more slippers? <laughs> I guess we could do that. Yes. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.